everyone. What is up? My name is Tony McGeehee, and you're listening to Emerging Entrepreneurs, a podcast made by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Welcome back to episode five. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome home. You guys are awesome, and thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great guest for you today. I know you're going to love it. Dr. Brooks Stewart is the founder of Let Go and Grow, an online six-week holistic foundations program based on a unique combination of holistic counseling and functional medicine. In this episode, Brooks speaks about her experiences in her youth that shaped her and led her to the moment she knew she wanted to create the program. She preaches the importance of connecting with yourself and how important the fundamentals are in terms of your well-being. I truly believe that this was this was one of the most impactful conversations I've had in my life, and I hope you will all see the value in it as well. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash emerge and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash emerge that's spelled e-m-e-r-g-e please go follow us on facebook and instagram at emerging entrepreneurs podcast also please leave a review on itunes and share the podcast with your friends i can't wait to pass brooke's story along to you guys so let's jump right in welcome back to episode five of emerging entrepreneurs i'm here with dr brooke stewart founder of Let Go and Grow, a six-week online program built to help you create radiant health, have freedom, and embrace who you truly are. Brooke, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. Of course. So uh, if you, just to start, if you just want to talk about you know, uh, you know, how you grew up, where you grew up, um, you know, how, how you got to where you are now. Absolutely. So I grew up in the central Florida area. And um, basically grew up, went to Lake Brantley High School. Uh, I played golf in high school and got a scholarship to University of Miami. Um, Really, actually, you know, growing up, I never really kind of came into contact with holistic medicine. It was never something that was on my radar until I hit college and I really started to kind of you know, Miami is a different world and there's a lot more, you know, it's very open-minded and it's very kind of cultured and University of Miami is pretty cool because it brings together students that are completely, you know, international around the world and playing golf for that school, there were a lot of opportunities to learn about, you know, different things like yoga, like diet, you know, how um, the mind affects the body, the body affects the mind, how it can improve, you know, golf scores and whatnot. But equally, I uh, I actually, you know, it's funny, Emerging Entrepreneurs is the name of your podcast, but I actually went into University of Miami in the business school in the entrepreneurship program because before I ever decided I was going to do holistic medicine, I mean, I never thought I would be in the medical field ever in my whole life. Um, medicine had never really worked for me growing up, so I never really found it very interesting. And I, the only model of medicine that I had ever seen was, you know, a doctor in a white coat in a really cold, you know, um, cut and dry sort of room. So I never thought that there was room for creativity within medicine. So I always thought, you know, growing up around entrepreneurs, my grandpa owned Merit Fasteners, which is uh, an Orlando-based nuts and bolts company. My mom um, is the CEO of it now. But 
I always saw the possibility of, you know, oh, entrepreneurship, that looks like freedom, that looks like creativity, that looks like you can forge your own path and do your own thing. And so it was always so much more exciting to me to, you know, uh, to look at something like that versus something very like uh, cold and cut dry and modeled like, you know, medicine as I had known it. So when I started, my eyes started to kind of open to the different you know, um, ideas of what medicine could be. I, uh, it was, it was really incredible. And, you know, to backtrack for a second. So I was in the entrepreneurship program at UM and I kind of had this epiphany. I was playing golf. I was in the entrepreneurship program and I had come in last in one of the golf tournaments. And at that point I was exhausted. My health was absolutely terrible. And I was just kind of like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, my, my dad had said something to me, he said, Brooke, like if you're going to like keep coming in last in these tournaments, basically what's the point of of playing golf? Right. And, and I thought he was right. And traditionally I would have been like, okay, I'm going to work so much harder. I'm going to get it together and I'm going to, you know, pick myself up and do the best I can and keep going. And, but at that point it was, it was almost like something different struck me and hit me because I had been doing that for so long. I mean, I was waking up at the crack of dawn, going, you know, playing golf and practicing till the sun sets. I was very disciplined in a routine, but I was just not feeling like myself. I was drained. I was exhausted. And it felt like I, at that point, I began to realize I wasn't really following my own dream. I was following my dad's. And so basically he said, you know, you're going to need to do all of this or there's not a point. And I kind of sat, this was the first time I ever realized I had a choice. And I was like, you know what? I don't actually need to do this. I don't need to be in the business school. I'm not interested in it. I don't need, and and I was interested in it to some degree, but not to the point of where it felt like I was drawn to it. The golf program, it was like, you know, I, I, I was so grateful for the experience to be a college athlete, but it just wasn't for me anymore, but I appreciated it. And it was kind of like at that point I realized, okay, I can say no. And that's when my whole world started to change. And I started, you know, learning about, I basically, you know, dropped my major, you know, dropped the golf team and basically went into anthropology and psychology. And I was, I had kind of like on accident been majoring in psychology. And so that's when, you know, my eyes really started to open to that connection between the mind and body and the body and the mind. And I had, you know, I took a medical anthropology class. I was in several health psychology classes. And this is when I really began to realize I had, you know, just met one of my first mentors. And um, I was really just so drawn to this work. And that's when, you know, I realized, oh, Okay, like especially in that medical anthropology class, I was like, oh wow, medicine doesn't have to be, you know, so cut and dry and modeled. There is room for creativity here. We were learning about medicine all around the world, um, about how simple lifestyle, diet, and mindset choices could actually impact your physiological being. And that was something that, you know, and so, so basically I started to experiment on myself. And I grew up with tons and tons and tons of health issues, everything, you know, um, from acne to, uh, acne was a really, really big one, but there were definitely, you know, other things too, just inflammatory responses, allergies, all kinds of things. Even, you know, growing up in, in the home that I grew up in, it was definitely not the quote unquote 
healthiest, um, yeah. you know, experience in terms of like my family, uh, I had an ex stepdad, which we don't need to get into, but, um, but basically my mom would always take us to counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists to like make sure my brothers and I were okay. And even, you know, with the work that we were doing there, it kind of blew my mind because nothing seemed to work. The counselors didn't seem to work. The priests mm-hmm. we were going to didn't seem to be helpful. Yeah. The psychiatrists, the psychologists, you know, all the doctors, nothing seemed to work. And it blew my mind that how can this system be so broken? And I truly thought, I mean, I always knew that there was something more. I always knew that there is a way out of this. And I held on to that my entire life. And I would literally like remember falling asleep every single night thinking that, oh my gosh, I know there's more, but I don't know how to access it. And so literally, you know, all of these experiences just kind of built up of like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. Why would I ever want to be a part of this field? And then when I decided with that simple choice of, oh, I can opt out of this autopilot default model. It was almost like I began to come into something that was far more uncompromised than I could have ever imagined. And that's when just everything started to open up for me. And I started to come into contact with the people who were able to show me, oh, these things can work, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know we're going to be talking about like and grow in a little bit, but so much of what blows my mind still in medicine today is how much doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like my patients come to me expecting what I do not to work. And then when it actually does, their minds are blown. They're so used to, you know, going one step forward, two steps back. And it's the cycle of hope leading to hopelessness and Mm -hmm. really devastation and them feeling completely compromised all of the time. You know, and I, I get that because, I've been there. You know what I mean? And I remember walking out of counseling sessions when I was a kid and thinking, oh my gosh, they don't see me. They don't, they, they see the straight A's. They see the class president. They see the college golf scholarship, but they don't see how angry I am. They don't see how in pain I am and they do not see me. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't see my potential. They don't see what I feel is missing. They don't get it. And I rem- even remember, you know, one, I remember I was like, I, my, my college or my high school boyfriend had just, you know, gone off to college. He was a year older than me. And I remember that being the first time I ever asked my mom to see a therapist. And, uh, because I was like, okay, this is really painful. Like, let, let's get some help here. And I remember literally her telling me, like, listening to me you know, asking how I felt repetitively, not even listening. And then telling me like, Oh, maybe I'll be, you know, I think there's something I can do to help you, but you're going to need to come back for a couple more sessions. And so I, at that point I was like, okay, this model doesn't have something for me. And so I'm going to need to figure this out myself. And the, 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 thing that touched me the most that really actually golf was really pretty incredible for me. One, it got me out of the house Two, I had amazing friends. It was productive. I was outside. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I remember I would like sit on the putting green, just like hitting putts, like getting in my rhythm, but I would listen to audiobooks and those audiobooks are, I mean, that was before college, before knowing about holistic medicine. But I think that was the first spark of like, 
I listen to Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, you know, um, different things. Golf, golf is so much about being Mental. present and on, yeah. focused on fundamentals. And I think that that was part of the kind of like glimpse of what was to come. And also I think it sparked something in me that showed, okay, more is possible and you can feel better. And, but I still didn't have that system yet. And that's kind of, um, was the beginning, I guess. Yeah. Was there ever, you know, kind of a spark that was like, that went off in your mind and you were like, this is it. This is like what I needed. Yes. Or was it a process that you created it and at the end you were just kind of like, this, this is it. Or was it just like a, yeah. like a single moment? So that's a great question. So I think what I, because I was coming into contact with all of these audiobooks, all of these classes, all of these teachers, I definitely started to notice core, core, core fundamentals. And that was so interesting to me how I I didn't feel like anyone had really quite put it together in the way that I was thinking about. And I'm sure there are people that have, but I was, I've never been dogmatic in general. And so I started to really see kind of like the essence of like these core fundamentals. But so there was that, that was a process, you know, that's when like, I, I basically wrote the let go and grow program in like a day. Um, like that was like an, I mean, it, it took like, 10 years, but it was like, it like kind of like came out really, really quickly, even though it was a process to create the program. But I do remember the one thing that was, I mean, clear as day was, um, this is when I realized what I wanted to do. Um, I met, uh, so I was working with a sports psychologist, uh, really famous, great one. Uh, he had a girlfriend, he referred me to her. She was a mental health counselor and I remember meeting her and knowing, like, I, she was the first person to ever be able to help me, ever in my entire life, to really be able to help me work through this. And I, at that moment, knew this is so different. This is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And her her name? Yeah. What? Well, that. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, her. So her name's Rami Rasher. And uh, she's incredible. And, um, that was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is, this is where I'm going. What's the number one key you think to, to understanding someone? Cause you said that, you know, you went your whole life not being understood by these counselors mm-hmm. and therapists that you went to. What was the one key that they weren't getting? I think, you know, I think that they never did the work themselves and I don't think and, and not that, and nothing against them. There are so many great people out there, and different people work for, um, you know, in different circumstances. And I have so much respect for anyone out there serving, um, you know, people and working with people. I just knew that they didn't work for me. And I think, you know, and it's nothing against them whatsoever. Their intentions are incredible. But I knew that they didn't work for me because they weren't meant to, you know, I was meant to find something a little bit different. Um, And I think, you know, with Raimi, I mean, I know she does the work herself. I Mm -hmm. know she's in the process herself. And I know, you know, with my own self, I know that I could not reach people. I couldn't connect to any of my patients 
had I not done the work. And that doesn't mean I have to experience it tangibly in the same exact way. But because I'm constantly growing and constantly focused and I literally practice what I teach, I think that that is the distinction. They know that I get them because I'm doing it too. And, and also, equally, I have so much confidence in my practice and my work because I know it's worked for me. I've seen it work for thousands of people. You know, I've seen it. It's just like it brings about a confidence when you've experienced the shifts and changes and can relate to exactly what your patients are going through, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So with the, with the program, the six-week program, each week there's a different... Mm-hmm. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Focal point. Yeah, the there's a different focal point each week. So what do you think some of the most important ones are? Yep. And what are the most important concepts within those focal points? Absolutely. So, you know, I talk about, you know, let go and grow as the intersection between health and growth. And basically, there's, there's just these core fundamentals, right? So before we even begin to dive into the program, it's so important that people kind of have an intention and kind of like know like what they're after, right? And I think so many people are after what they feel is missing or they're after a foundation, you know, something that can like be very progressive. It's not that one step forward, two steps back. They're sick of shiny objects. They're into what's, they know something's missing, but they don't know how to access it. And so when they begin to know that, I think that that's, you know, that's like why people would maybe recognize this program as a solution, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how I was. I mean, I was constantly in this search mode. And then when I found something that was tried true and fundamental, it's like not only are you able to continue to draw from the front fundamentals, but they these are the same exact things that I've been using for literally the past 10 years of my life. And so some of the concepts are, you know, connection to your heart because it has the ability to bring you from that sympathetic fight, flight, or free state into that calm, connected, parasympathetic state. You know, it has the ability to give you the space to take a step back, to reflect, to kind of plug the light in and to get present. Connection and presence are key pillars to the program. If you're not able to be present and turn that light on, you're never going to be able to let go and grow in terms of looking at the boxes that are stored, stuffed away. You know, what are the things that aren't working? You have to be able to look at that without judgment, you know, in a way where you can actually be receptive and become receptive to learning from your experiences. Once you learn from your experiences, you're then able to let them go or at least choose what you want to do with these experiences. At that point, growth is what happens. Now, growth is equally the driver, right? It's such a motivator. You know that there's another side. And not only that, you know, one of the big, like the, that is the process, right? Is looking at, learning from, letting go of, and growing, which yields an evolution of the self and of your entire life. Because when you got it, your body and life literally reflects it. Now, that sequence and that process can be used For anything from as simple as a dietary shift to a lifestyle shift to a mindset shift, you can apply looking at your thoughts, you know, learning 
from, you know, what works, what doesn't. When do you feel contracted? When do you feel distressed? Okay, that's a sign that something's out of order. How can I shift that? You know, how can I create more expansion? And what do I need to do to basically let go of that so that it can actually work for me? You just have to learn from it. You just have to be receptive to learning from it. But you'll never be able to learn from it if you're not connected and present. You know what I mean? Same thing with diet, right? So, for example, and this is why I talk about tried true fundamentals because it works for thoughts, it works for feelings, it works for even though you address each in a little bit of a different way, it's also it's the process that's important. So if we're looking at diet, you know, we look at okay, you know, uh, we look at you know what isn't working in the diet, right? Like so, for example, maybe there's a food that creates a continual inflammatory response, indigestion, brain fog, you have trouble sleeping at night every time you eat it. Maybe there's a sense of anxiety, maybe you break out, you have trouble detoxing the food. Okay, those are all signals. Those are all ways that your body's communicating to you. So, okay, we're looking at that, right? We're looking at what doesn't work, we're looking at what does. Maybe there's foods that are really helpful that are, you know, very nutritious and and your body receives a ton of energy from them. So we're looking at that and we're kind of, you know, learn, you know, we're kind of looking at, okay, what's working, what isn't. I'm so interested in what isn't working in every aspect of the human being because that's where all the untapped potential lies. You know, what's working is great and we want to continue to optimize it. That's the whole growth part of the equation, right? We want to keep what works because if something's working, let's keep that in the equation, right? Don't don't fix what ain't broke. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But if it's not working, okay, now we have some seriously, this is seriously good to look at because there's so much untapped potential here. And when we get it, it's like so much energy can come back into our lives. And so that's where, you know, looking at, learning from, letting go of, and growing through our experiences becomes the process. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of like part of the tried true fundamentals. And that's kind of the growth part of the equation. And I found that health, you know, is a very supportive baseline. So when, let's say there's a seriously traumatic event that occurs or, you know, you're in a very, very contracted state. Okay, well, what do you do then? What do you do when you're processing all of this information and you're maybe in a state of shock and you just kind of don't know what to do with it? Well, now let's just have these, you know, fundamental health systems in place to support you. And this is not anything, you know, dogmatic, like, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not like a, uh, I'm not, you know, really, you know, I I never prescribe anything too specific, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are certain things that are overarching and fundamental that can help people. So high-quality, anti-inflammatory, nutrient-dense whole food is a lot broader than a vegan diet, you know? And certain things will work for different people, but you have to have... There are some things that are definitely great starting places and things that can just basically you know, sleep, for example, right, is very important for, I mean, everybody that I know. And Mm -hmm. so if we can optimize sleep, optimize energy, you know, work on how our body responds to stress, what, what do we do with what's coming up? Mm -hmm. You know, what are, are we moving? Are we enjoying our life experiences? You know, what are we eating day in and day out? 
um, if we can begin to look at these pieces of the health puzzle, this can begin to solidify the foundation. So then when we are hit with a challenge, it's so much easier to move through because we're, we're feeling better, you know, mm-hmm. in general. What would you say is the number one fundamental issue that people come to you or subscribe through your program with? Absolutely. So I think, you know, everybody has different imbalances within their systems. A lot of, for example, like my patients will come to me with anxiety, um, you know, insomnia, maybe they have headaches, you know, pain in the body, uh, they're going through a divorce, they have relationship issues. So there's so many symptoms, you know, that can arise. Mm-hmm. But the, the why, you know, people come is for that fund those fundamentals. They've been to all the specialists, they've been to a counselor here, they've been to you know, a psychiatrist here, they've been to a pain doctor here, but they still don't seem to have a foundation. And so that's really why they're coming because there's so many symptoms, they don't even know where to start. It's like, how can you clear the slate and bring in a foundation? And once we're able to do that, then all the specialists work can be more effective. Like, Mm -hmm. then you can go to the counselor, then you can go to the pain management doc and maybe get better results because now you actually you know, things have settled enough. It's like almost like, you know, a lot of times when there's a lot of chaos in the mind and body, it's like shaking up a glass jar filled with water and sand. How can you see through that? Like, let's settle it, you know, like let's clarify things and let's see what we're actually working with when we review diet, lifestyle, mindset, you know, when we begin to bring someone through this process where we're looking at learning from letting go of what doesn't work, you know, focusing on what does and bringing them through this very like growth oriented process. You know what I mean? Okay. So with the, with let go and grow with our generation and millennials quote-unquote we have kind of this uh bad rap where we'll we'll give up too easily on whatever commitments we make so where do you draw the line between letting go of something that's toxic or whether it's something that you're just giving up on too early yep So this is, you know, self-awareness, right? So in order to be self-aware, though, fundamentals, connect, get present, you know, know yourself, start to know, you know, what creates, you know, that contracted state. Is it just a little bit more effort? Do you have a why to what you're, the challenge that you're going through? Or is it just kind of pointless and draining and something that you don't need to be doing? You know what I mean? So this is where just self-awareness becomes so, so, so key um, to the entire process because you're different. I'm different. You know, Mariana's different. Everybody is different. And so it's just kind of, you know, beginning to really tap into that space where you're understanding yourself um, and understanding what how do you approach challenges like what does that look like are you actually connecting to them I think that clarifies the majority of of issues and if you have a why to it or if you're not sure if you're not sure you can literally just kind of take a step back from it and begin to ask yourself these questions. I found that questions are the greatest way to receive answers. It sounds mm-hmm. so simple, but yeah. they're a bridge to the other side. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you're not sure or if you're in doubt or questioning yourself, take your time with it. Or just keep doing what you're doing with the question in mind of, is this for me or 
isn't it? You know, give me a sign. Mm -hmm. Equally, maybe you're looking at other opportunities. You know, if you're feeling compromised, why? Is it because you don't want to be doing it? Or is it because there's something within yourself that's blocking you from expanding through the experience? So I think it has a lot to do with Mm self-awareness and just, you know, asking those questions that nobody wants to ask at first a lot of times. Or maybe they're not even aware that they can ask these questions. A lot of people avoid the truth about certain experiences. Mm -hmm. They don't want to know the truth. So they spend their whole lives avoiding it or burying it or creating drama to block it out. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to really look at yourself in the mirror and get clear, and if you are unafraid of encountering the, the, the truth that's like beyond all the drama or all of like the things that the mind like will overanalyze and rationalize and explain mm-hmm. and try to justify and you just get really real with yourself. Yeah. But you have to create the space to do that. And that's where, you know, going through these fundamentals and allowing things to settle down, it will bring in the simple clarity that you want. And the thing is, is to begin to ask the questions that connect you to the answers if you're unsure. That doesn't mean that the answers are going to come in overnight. Mm-hmm. Who knows when they'll come in? Yeah. They could come in right away, but it doesn't matter. What matters is that you're connecting to your own process and you're beginning to learn about yourself in a way that is, it's just so different when you go there, when you go within, rather than look externally for answers all the time. It's so different, you know. Mm -hmm. With connecting with your clients and people who have gone through the program, you know, you have thousands of people who've gone through it now. You have close to 100,000 followers across social media accounts. How do you create still a personal relationship with as many people as possible? Because with something when it, like it comes to health, whether it be physical or mental, mm-hmm. people are going to have questions. So how do you maintain that relationship with so many people? You know, I think that that's something that we're continually working on. Yeah. That's something that I definitely haven't mastered. That is such a work in progress. I mean, even just so much has changed in my business in the last three years. It's constantly evolving. But what I definitely try to do is answer the questions that they have you know, through articles. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons I created Let Go and Grow, the, the, the online program, so that people could have access to my answers anytime that they want. We have a Facebook community in there too. So if they're, because here's the deal, right? Like an article, a post, a video, an interview, it can never answer all of the questions. But that's where, you know, of course, I've set my private practice up to personalize the fundamentals. But somebody can go through the program and have my full thoughts. You know, it may not be specifically personalized, but at least they'll be able to really have, like, the foundation and the core. And we can kind of personalize it within the group. So, like, that's where you really get that connection is Mm -hmm. when you're really working with people directly. Um, Even if it's in more of a community self-study step setting like the program, but even just on, you know, Instagram, which I love or our Facebook page or through article comments or whatever, I try to answer as many as possible because I, 
love the community that mm. we're it's and this is just the beginning like this yeah. is the we're beginning to build this i'm just beginning to be more consistent so it's just this continual work in progress you know yeah. what i mean for definitely sure. have not figured it out yet yeah, but for sure. one of the things we're trying to get to yeah. what's something that you wish more people knew about you Ooh, that's such a good question. I think, to be totally honest, I really... And I think the people who follow me on social media know this. Mm -hmm. But I never want to come across as some, like, kundalini princess, right? (laughs) Like, I'm an all-American girl (laughs) with a deep desire to just live my best life. And I found Mm -hmm. that this process, like, the intersection between health and growth to be the best way to make that happen. That's it. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, some spiritual yogini, like, on some Tibetan tree. Like, I am i don't follow some radical diet. I love living in this world. Um, I think it's incredible. I think the people that I encounter, even if they're not, like, especially healthy or something, there's something to learn from everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that inclusivity uh, is something that I hope that people uh, can kind of connect to and that they know that, you know, anytime, like I would never judge someone for being, you know, in a different place or having a different, uh, you know, uh, I like idea system or whatever you want to call yeah. it, like a different mindset around health or growth or anything in life, politics, religion, yeah. you name it. I think that there's something to gain from everyone. And I hope that, you know, people know that when they, you know, uh, I hope that people really can feel that. So before my last question, (laughs) I just want to take a moment uh, to tell you how much I appreciate what you do. Appreciate you being on the show. Um, You know, I'm sure there's thousands of people out there who appreciate what you do. You've helped thousands of people with your program. Um, I know as a kid, I went through counseling sometimes a couple times and uh, through therapy sessions and, you know, you know, I kind of had the same feeling where, you know, it just didn't connect at all. And so I uh, just want to let you know how much I appreciate you for, for what you do. And I'm sure there's tons of people who appreciate you for what you do. What you do. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then my last question for you is, um, I call this the, the three truths. Oh, cool. And so um, how this works is... It's your last day. You've mm-hmm. helped all the people that you wanted to with the Let Go and Grow program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've done everything you've ever wanted to do. But for some reason, um, at at the end of your last day, you're laying on your deathbed. And for some reason, everything that you've ever created, all the content, the Let Go and Grow, grow program, any other programs that you've created, for some reason, everything's mm-hmm. erased. Yeah. And the only thing that people have to remember you is what you write down on a piece of paper (laughs) next to you. The three things that you write down on that piece of paper. So what are your three truths? Ooh, this is so hard. Um, Okay. Let me think about this. First things first. Know that everything, everything is within you. Everything is within you. You do not need me. You do not need the Let Go and Grow program. You do not need any mentor. I mean, yes, it makes things easier to have mentors. I've had mentors' books on my mentor. Like, you know, there's so many ways to get information. Mm-hmm. But everything's within you. And that's 
number one. You are going, if you have a desire to access more of yourself and to like really live your best life, you will. And I completely believe it. You just have to be receptive. So that's one is everything is within you. Two would be, it's such a process. And like, it's all happening exactly as it's meant to. Even if the mind wants to judge it, even if it doesn't understand, everything is happening exactly as it's meant to. So embrace that, you know, release the resistance that comes with the judgment, you know, that the mind will would love to dive into. Like, mm-hmm. just know that everything happens exactly the way it's meant to. And the more you can release the resistance around that, the more you'll be able to process and the more resilient you'll become. So that mm-hmm. would be number two. And three would be, you know, people talk about self-love and I feel like, I feel like, you know, with everything that I teach and, and everything, it's almost like awareness dawns, right? Like awareness comes into the system, whether it's through a book, whether it's through, um, you know, someone that you meet, whatever it, awareness dawns, but then it deepens, right? It deepens. So like let it, you know, like, like be, it's, it's self-love is such a word that's thrown around, but I mean, I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, we, a lot of us think about self-love, but allow it in, you know, begin to be on your own team. This is something that I've, you know, I've been, I've talked a lot about, I, you know, I've had awareness around, I've experienced some of it, but even more and more in the past couple of weeks, just recently, I feel like, oh my goodness, like I'm actually beginning to acknowledge like myself for who I am and not, not in like a credential sort of way, Mm -hmm. but just as in you're, you're trying, you're doing the best that you can. And I think the more that you can look in the mirror and, and show yourself the love that you would give to anyone else that you loved, you know, we would never do the things to the people we love that we would do to ourselves often. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that you can let that in, you know, Mm-hmm. The more you'll get to know yourself in such such a different way, and the more space you'll give yourself to process, and the grace that you'll you'll have to move through the challenges, and everything's move throughable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's important. I think those would be off the top of my head. I'm sure yeah. I'm going to look back after this interview <laughs> and have like eight more, but those would be the things that it's I all right. We'll, we'll get a manuscript so she can write all that down on the piece of paper <laughs> on her, <laughs> when she's on her bed on her last day. Uh, you guys heard it first. Dr. Brooke Stewart, founder of Let Go and Grow. Um, actually, one more thing, yeah. Brooke. How can we best connect with you? Absolutely. So we have a website. Um, it's www.drbrookestuart.com. So www.drbrookestuart.com. And then we love Instagram. We do have a Facebook page as well. And it's just instagram.com backslash drbrookestuart or at drbrookestuart. And then the Facebook's the same thing facebook.com backslash at Dr. Burke Stewart or mm-hmm. Dr. Burke Stewart, whatever. Okay. Um, but Instagram is what we love most. And then mm-hmm. our website, of course, you can get in contact there. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Brooke. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.
There you have it. Brooke truly has a passion for what she does, and it showed in this interview with her. If you want to learn more about her program, visit www.drbrookstewart.com. Her last name is spelled S-T-U-A-R-T. Connect with her on social media as well, at Dr. Brooke Stewart. Make sure to share this with your friends. Again, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast and leave a review on iTunes. And hit that subscribe button to know exactly when each episode is posted. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh